0: What happens when a comet crashes into a planet? In July of 1994, it really happened when around 21 to 2-kilometre-sized fragments of Comet Shoemaker-Levy 9 plunged into Jupiter. Despite Jupiter's huge size, the relatively tiny comet fragments made a spectacular impact, leaving huge scars thousands of kilometres across. The object that formed Meteor Crater in Arizona 50,000 years ago was a relatively small one, around 60 metres in diameter. Nevertheless, it left behind a crater more than a kilometre across and 200 metres deep. Had just one of the Shoemaker-Levy fragments hit the Earth, it would have had a destructive force of more than 20,000 megatons of explosive and would have produced a crater 20 kilometres wide. In common with the other planets of the solar system, the Earth has been hit by asteroids or comets many times. On Earth, we see very few craters because geological processes such as weathering and erosion soon destroy the obvious evidence. As a result, the idea that rocks the size of mountains can fall from the sky and affect life on Earth was often viewed as heresy by geologists. But craters do exist on earth, though finding them can take you to some surprising places. One such place is the top of St. Georg's Church in the town of Nerdlingen in southern Germany, which is situated close to the center of the Ries Crater.
1: Well, that was some climb. As I've walked around the tower, then everywhere on the horizon, I can see a single topographic expression of the crater, and that's the Crater Rim.
0: Although it's one of the best-preserved impact craters on Earth, all we can see of the rim today is a ring of tree-covered hills in the distance that outline the 25-kilometre-wide crater. The asteroid that formed the Rees Crater was more than a kilometre in diameter, roughly the same size as the walled town of Nördlingen. St Georg's church bears witness to this cosmic event as it's built from a rock called Swavite, which was formed as a result of the impact. Yet for hundreds of years, the inhabitants of Nördlingen had no idea that they were living on the site of a catastrophe of truly cosmic proportions.
2: The Romans used the Swirat here for building purposes in 1805 or so. Mm-hmm. We had the first um, scientific description of uh, the uh, Ries crater here. So, for example, Flüel or mm-hmm. uh, von Gumbel—they were the old geologists here in Bavaria.
1: Yeah. By the time we get a map, um, the 1848,
2: we're actually yes. seeing the rocks described yeah. as volcanic. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's right. This is uh, the oldest mapping of the Reeds geology, Mm -hmm. coming from 1848. Now the geologists uh, who produced the map found a circular structure of almost 25 kilometers in diameter and uh, explained it as a volcanic crater. So when did the impact idea first surface? Uh, 1904. There was a a scientist, Werner, he first um, uh, described the Rees Crater as an impact structure. And did anybody believe him? Nobody. Nobody. Uh, the same happened a couple of decades later with uh, Schuster, who did the same. He picked up this idea, but he, it was the same fate for him. Nobody believed him. So when did an impact really become the settled argument for the origin of the Rees Crater? Well, an important event was in 1960, when Eugene Shoemaker, a famous geologist, visited the Rees Crater and they came to the quarry of Otting, mm-hmm. where he picked up a suevite specimen.
0: What Shoemaker and his colleague Ed Chow had found was conclusive evidence that the suevite is indeed the product of an impact. When we examine these rocks, we can see that they're composed of various fragments. These fragments are pieces of the crystalline basement that underlie the crater. When Chow and Shoemaker looked at the rocks, they found that the quartz crystals within them had undergone several changes. The atoms slip and reform in layers as a result of the impact. We see the lines between these layers. Other crystals had their structures altered with the high temperatures and pressures to produce two new minerals, stishovite and coacite.
1: Glass. We all know it's a product of melting at high temperatures as minerals are fused together and then cooled.
0: It shouldn't surprise us, therefore, that we find glasses in the Suavite. These dark glasses can be up to several tens of centimetres in size. They're made during the impact, when the target rocks are subjected to such high temperatures that they're fused together and then quenched as the impact's fireball cools. The glasses also contain bubbles as a result of the sudden and rapid degassing that occurs as the rock is heated.